0: Hey Abel, great podcast. Thanks man, how's it going? Hey, uh, I was wondering, could you get on someone to talk about the optimal ratio of isoleucine to leucine for optimal muscle growth? No. Oh, 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 oh. But, but why not? In the Sustainable Self-Development podcast, we are only micromanaging stuff to the extent that it's actually serving us. Alright guys, so this is SSD, Sustainable Self-Development, a podcast for people who want to get ahead in fitness and in life without driving themselves crazy. So if you want to look up a year from now and think, damn, I came a long way, but you don't want to burn out in the process, as you get there, you came to the right place. We'll get into today's episode in just a second, but just want to let you know that we have an awesome community on Facebook in the form of a group which you can join, where we discuss and debate things, drop ideas debate over which person to interview for the next podcast and all that good stuff so go to facebook type in sustainable self-development or you can just check the show notes here and click the link there and you'll find the sustainable self-development facebook group and you can join Also not sure where you're listening to this right now, but this podcast is available on a variety of platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbeam, and YouTube. You can find it on all of these platforms if you just type in sustainable self-development, because luckily nobody is weird enough to name themselves in such a way except me. So look me up on these places and follow the show by subscribing so that you don't miss future episodes. And with that, let's get into the show. Hey guys, strange episode coming up, and believe it or not, yesterday I was actually trying to record this episode two times, and failed both times. One time, my microphone was not plugged in, and at the other time, I accidentally plugged in my headphones instead of my microphone, so I spent a total of one hour just speaking out of my head without anything to show for at the end, so that was kind of disappointing. It kind of disturbed me before going to bed, but anyway, hopefully this time it will actually come together, so... In this episode, I want to talk to you about something interesting, which is two of my biggest role models in two different areas of life. And the two areas I want to talk about are fitness, surprise, surprise, and career development or just general success in life. And, you know, there are tons of people to look up to, luckily, in both areas. But in this episode, I want to approach the question differently from how we generally look at these things. Because in fitness, the most general way to select people that inspire us is to simply look at their achievements in terms of their body composition or how they look, or to look at some behavioral traits such as being disciplined, very grindy, and then the same things with career. We tend to look at people who accomplished a lot. Maybe they made a lot of money. And when someone is really grindy, invests a lot of time and energy into the things that are important to them or into their work, we see them as an inspiration. But in this case, I want to present to you two figures in both categories fitness and just general life success that I've been looking up to for a long time. And, you know, the general stuff that I just mentioned apply to both of them, as in having a great physique when it comes to fitness and being very successful. When when it comes to career development and general success but still those are not the main reasons why i have these people as role models in my life so with that i want to introduce the person who is perhaps my biggest role model when it comes to fitness and that is jeff alberts from the team the coaching team 3d muscle journey and jeff is a bodybuilder i believe he is 45 or 46 years old he has been bodybuilding for over 30 years And, you know, the reason why he is such a big role model for me is not because his physique, although he does have a fantastic physique, but because of his calm, rational thinking when it comes to fitness. You know, whenever I'm watching his videos where he's outlining the calls that he's making, such as aborting a training day when he is sick or simply... Uh, recognizing when he feels off energy-wise and delaying his training session till the next day or just aborting uh, the next rep on a deadlift set because he feels that his form would break down and he would be risking injury. I'm often watching this and think, holy shit, just how much self-control and self-restraint must that take? And the guy is currently in his contest prep process. And, you know, I've never did a a contest prep in my life, but I know the mindset that goes into fat loss diets. And I think most of us are even more eager to just go to the gym no matter what and get in our workouts no matter what, because we need to burn calories. We need to preserve our muscle. We want to be efficient with the fat loss process. And even then, he has the mental composure to make the right calls to not take too high of a risk when it's not appropriate, and to simply have the long-term thinking where he manages to keep things in perspective and not let the chase after the short-term results dictate his decision-making. And the reason why, to me, this is so incredible to watch is because fitness, I think, is one of those areas where a lot of us generally know what to do or know well enough so that we could advise others on, on certain things. But we somehow create these magical exceptions to these rules when it comes to our own progress. So I Think if a friend came to us with a question like, Hey, I just feel kind of run down, didn't sleep much, my joints are kind of sore. Should I go to the gym and try to hit a PR on the bench press today? Probably most of us would say, Dude, no, just go back tomorrow when you have more energy. You're just going to have higher injury risk if you go today. Yet, honestly, I mean, all of you listening, just raise your hand if you have tried to hit at least a few bench press PRs, even recently, when objectively you knew that all things suggested that it's probably not the best idea. And I think it's very common to act against how we know best when it comes to our own fitness progress, which is understandable. I mean, when you're invested into your progression and you are motivated to push yourself, have a sense of urgency about the process, then it's a big ask to refrain from going forward. And as a result, we actually see a lot of people who are greatly knowledgeable about the topic. Some of them are actually fantastic coaches themselves, and yet they still tend to do dumb shit when with their own buddies and with jeff we have a person who is actually doing all the stuff that a lot of us only preach but don't do so i believe i was 24 when i first said that i want to be the 24 year old jeff albert in terms of mentality unfortunately i won't have his muscle building genetics but in terms of cool-headedness and non-reactive decision making i want to be like him And uh, unfortunately, when I was 24, I didn't manage to adopt his mentality. But hopefully now that I'm a little bit older, I've gotten at least a few steps closer to that. Uh, Now, of course, and I've talked about it earlier, that it's easier to have this kind of mature outlook on things when you have experienced for long enough doing the opposite thing. So Jeff surely had his fair share of chasing short-term results for one. And secondly, he also basically has built up the physique already. And in that regard, he basically has accomplished already what the rest of us who still tend to be in that short-sighted mindset want to accomplish. And I think what's really cool here is that when I hear him speak, I can see that he still very much remembers how that mindset plays out inside your head. And if you listen to him speak about this, he will say things like, insecurities dictating your decisions or the fear of not progressing and to me this kind of phrasing really helps to be more honest with myself because when you can rephrase things in this manner then you can or at least i can be more real to myself and less likely to bullshit myself by thinking that oh i'm so dedicated that i'm going to the gym no matter what and instead i can ask myself am i going to the gym now because i think it will benefit me or am i going there because of my fear that i will not progress okay, so I'm fearful of not progressing. Why? Like, do I think that delaying my workout by one day is really going to make that much of a difference? And still then, of course, it's hard. And to be completely honest with you, even then I often make the dumb decision, but I'm optimistic that at least developing self-awareness and being real with myself is going to help me to make the right decisions more and more in the future. And truly, you know, when I pick the name Sustainable Self-Development for my podcast, It was partially inspired by him, actually, because the way he now approaches training and nutrition is the same way I think we have to approach not only fitness, but also self-development in general, because ultimately, whatever way you want to improve yourself, it really has to be something that you can keep up for a long time. So Jeff Albers is probably my biggest role model in terms of fitness, and I hope to be much more like him in terms of mindset over time. And with that, I want to tell you about one of my biggest role models when it comes to career development or general life success, and that is the football player Cristiano Ronaldo. And, you know, I doubt that anybody listening to this would not know who he is, but there might be someone from, for example, from the US listening to this who might not know who he is because football or soccer is not that big over there. But Cristiano Ronaldo is either the best player in the world or the second best player in the world. Now that he's not really a young athlete anymore, and his prime years are behind him, some could argue that he might only be the third, but that has only been the case as of the recent season or two, maybe. Before that, for the past 10 or so years, since 2008, he and this other guy called Messi have dominated the football world, or soccer, whatever you want to call it, to an extent that has been unparalleled in the history of the sport, pretty much, and in other sports, It's comparable to the dominance of Michael Phelps in swimming or Lance Armstrong in cycling. So that by itself, of course, makes him a good candidate for being a role model. Uh, The fact that the guy just came from this poor Portuguese family and now you could argue that he's the most influential Portuguese person in the world, if not of all time, but that's not the main reason why I consider him to be one of my role models in terms of life success and why I think that he is just a great role model in general. Um, First of all, let me just say that I don't particularly like him as a sport personality. Uh, His behavior on the football pitch is not very likable. He is super narcissistic. He tends to act on the pitch incredibly egotistically. He very apparently puts his own personal success ahead of the team's. He often has gestures which are pretty much unheard of in the world of team sports such as a fuming in anger when a teammate of his scores instead of him. Uh, You can find clips of him when he just angrily kicks the ball away because a teammate of him tapped in the ball before he could have gotten to it. When someone else scores and the whole team goes to celebrate he is usually the last one to go there to give at least a high five and when he scores, that's the only time he really lights up. Now, he did get better about this over the past one or two seasons, but he's still one of the worst in the world in this regard, so I'm not really a Ronaldo fan per se. In fact, he's one of the reasons why I generally hate Real Madrid. I always, always celebrate when they lose, like uh, last year when they won the Champions League, I swore that I would never watch football again, which of course I didn't keep up, but long story short... I'm not a big fan of his per se, but there are a few things that I just find incredible about him and what make him in my eyes a true inspiration. You know, If you don't watch football, or you do watch football but are not a super big geek like I am, you should know that what's interesting about him is that in terms of natural ability, when you compare him with other top players who are at the elite level, they play for top teams but they are not ranked nowhere nearly as high as his, he's not that remarkable. Now, don't get me wrong, he has phenomenal physical features, he is good at practically all elements of the game but you can find several players in the top leagues who have just as much ability as he has and in some specific aspects of the game or attacking football game there are players with better abilities than he has you know he's very often compared to Messi the other top player dude in the world and if you watch any kind of highlight video of Messi with his best goals and skills Some stuff you literally have to wind back like five times because you just can't quite comprehend how he did those things. Someone who has no idea about football can just watch videos of him and they will inevitably start laughing because what he's doing is ridiculous. When you watch clips of Ronaldo everything you see is a lot more schematic and sort of predictable. You see a guy who is very fast, very strong, can hit the ball really hard, but you don't really see things that make you go, no way, just how did he do that? And basically, the general consensus, whenever someone compares them, Messi and Ronaldo, is that Messi is a natural genius, he is from another planet, and Ronaldo is a machine. He, and he is just this crazy hard worker who created this human machine perfection out of himself with raw effort. And you know, their battle for the title of the greatest in the world is basically like that of Achilles and Hector you know if you've seen the movie Troy or read the mythology there you could see Achilles who is this half god or at least godlike type of dude and then Hector who is basically at the highest level that any human can get to and I think it's very similar to what we see here with the two best players on the planet at the moment in football Ronaldo and Messi it's very much the battle of a human and a godlike talent except in this case I would have a hard time to bet on one or the other. Like, I'm really not sure who is going to come out as a winner at the end. Furthermore, a big reason why I think he's a great role model is that he's basically the perfect example of the concept of getting so good that they can ignore you. Because... He's one person that the whole world tried to ignore for a really long time. You know, every once in a while, these young football talents pop up who are hyped up to the max after having a handful of good performances. They get super arrogant. Uh, they do some asshole-like things on the pitch, they speak in interviews like a real douchebag, but they get a lot of hype, so they are always in the middle of the press, but then after one or two seasons, it turns out that it was all hype, and they just disappear. There was this Italian dude called Balotelli who was kind of like this, for example. So the football world was kind of hoping that Ronaldo would be this kind of a guy too. And I think that's for the simple reason that he's not a person that is easy to like, for the reasons I just outlined. He's also this very good-looking guy and, and narcissistic on top of that, which of course generates a lot of hate and jealousy. And he was dismissed by experts and football pundits for many, many years. And they said that he's overrated, he's not really a great player. But the thing is, is that the guy just didn't stop performing. He kept being annoying, he kept being frustrating to watch at times because of his behavior on the pitch... But year after year, he just kept scoring like 50 plus goals. And for those of you who don't watch football, that's an absurdly high number. Like some years ago, when someone scored over 30 goals a season, that was like, whoa, that's something special. And he scored over 50 goals for several seasons in a row. And it's really incredible to see if you just search for YouTube videos of certain experts making statements about him on how he's overrated, how he's really not that good. Until at some point, they just gave in and said, okay, this guy is really a great player. I'm sure they had no pleasure in saying that. But I mean, at some point, you just can't deny results and numbers. So that to me is the principle of be so good, they can't ignore you at play. So the question is, how does he accomplish this? And for one, if you pick up his biography, which I did it is very clear that the guy was a ridiculously hard worker from a very early age onwards. Now, sure, you know, if you read interviews with his ex-coaches and trainers, they will all say that he was a fantastic talent and he was so special from a very early age onwards. But I mean, you will read the same things about any top player, basically. If you read any of their biographies, you will also read about them that they were special, they were unique talents from a very early age onwards. So there has to be something else in this case. And you can read stories of him, how he, like snuck into the training ground when he was as young as like 13 or 14 years old with ankle weights to practice his dribbles a personal trainer guy said that Ronaldo approached him when he was like 18 and said I will be the best player in the world and you're going to help me to get there so this brings up the point that not only was he very deliberate about his progress and training but he also had this just identity of being the best from the get-go, basically. I can't know for sure, but from what I've read, it very much seems like he basically just decided when he was a teenager that he will be the best and that there is just no other option. And I think when you look at his behavior on the pitch... It also speaks of that. I mean, I remember watching him at Manchester United when he was like 20, 21 years old. And he was already very good. Don't get me wrong. But he was still at this developing stage as a young athlete. And he was doing a lot of silly stuff. He was dribbling way too much unnecessarily. He lost the ball a lot. And he just kept asking for the ball from these legendary iconic players he was playing together with such as Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs. They were iconic players for Man United at the time but he still acted in this crazy dominant fashion and obviously I think that this is the power of just self-belief and identity at play and it's kind of hard to apply this to other non-sport areas but the way in which you approach whatever project you are involved with be it football or something knowledge work stuff you're working on when you have the attitude of not wanting to screw up or trying to get away with an okay job that's going to reflect on the outputs that you're producing and when you have the mindset of whether my output is good is out of the question i'm going to dominate this stuff that is going to result in a very different corresponding action set and you know thereby end output and you know I don't want to turn this whole thing into one of these motivational stuff of you can do anything, you just need to aim big. But sometimes I actually ask myself the question of how would I do things differently if instead of aiming to achieve X okay, result, I aim to achieve something that is an order of magnitude more difficult and more impressive. And there is definitely something to the expectations you set about yourself or the expectations that others set for you. I know that there are experiments or studies that looked at the performance of school kids in circumstances where the expectations were set higher to them as opposed to lower. They often perform almost unexplainably better when experimenters are being told that mice they are working with will have some special super abilities. In those experiments, mice or rats usually perform weirdly much better than uh, those in the control group. And there are a lot of examples that come to mind. For example, one quote that um, Tim Ferris often brings up from Peter Thiel, I think that's how he pronounce his name, which is why can't you achieve what you think you can achieve in 10 years in six months? Maybe I should ask questions of myself such as, what if instead of trying to achieve 10,000 subscribers, I wanted to hit 100K or a million? And I guess by, you know, maybe there's actually something to this, that by asking the right questions the ideas that we have for methods expand somewhat automatically anyway got a little bit off topic but that's why these are my two role models uh jeff alberts for his longevity and sustainability oriented thinking and ronaldo for this incredible ridiculous self-belief and determination to be the best. You know, these are two qualities which I don't think I inherently have in myself. Two of my big weaknesses is making impulsive decisions more than I would want to and questioning myself too much. And perhaps I will never quite be like them in this regard. You know, in um, Hungarian, we have a saying which goes something like, dogs won't turn into bacon or dogs are not bacon material. I guess that would be kind of the translation. But my hope is that by conscious effort, I can perhaps meet them in the middle at some point, And I can set myself up for good things by doing that. So anyway, with that, my question to you today is, Who are your role models that you selected in different areas of life and why? All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a comment and subscribe if you watch this on YouTube. If you listen to this on iTunes, please leave a rating to help this stuff grow. SoundCloud and Podbeam, you can just follow me to be notified on future episodes. And to be a contributing member of this podcast, join the Sustainable Self-Development Facebook group where you can drop ideas about future podcasts. I very often ask my listeners for tips and advice on who to get on next. So if you're interested in getting into discussions like that, be sure to join the Facebook group. And if you don't want to go through the searching process, just click one of those links in the show notes slash video description. It is all there. All right. Thanks for hanging around up until now and see you next time.